Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. The word that was given this morning, a prophetic word uh, as far as the activity that takes place in the heavenlies before, um, before you see it in the natural taking place. And one of the things that always takes place in a move of God is the people of God begin to form together in a real yeah. u- unity of, of heart and spirit. And uh, there was some comments made about uh, different people doing different things here. Truly, the, the church here has so many different parts to it of people serving in so many different capacities from the worship team to the, the sound booth back there, to the cleaning of the church, to every week somebody, I won't mention names, she was just up here though, usually does something in the kitchen and brings, brings things for us. You know, and uh, yesterday I, I came down to the church uh, in the afternoon and, and I came to the front and I saw no activity and I came in for a second and then I left. And um, I didn't notice anything unusual, but as I pulled out, I noticed one set of truck prints or car prints in the snow going around the back of the building. And I thought, well, Jeff's here, somebody's here. And I pulled up, I didn't see a truck that I recognized. It was one that I didn't know. The tailgate was down. I didn't see any activity or lights. And the door was cracked. And so I did my pastoral stealth move. <laughs> Came in ready. And up on a 16-foot ladder, is that a 16-foot ladder? 16-foot ladder. There's Dare adjusting our overhead so that uh, we get a better view. We're, so we're not watching worship like this, you know. <laughs> and, and here's Dare and Christina. So truly, you know, it's, it's a body ministry. And I'm so thankful for that. And uh, are we uh, live this morning? All right. Well, for those watching online, we thank you that you joined us. And we're glad to be with you in your living room uh, virtually. But if you'd be so bold as to send us your address, we'd be happy to be at your living room, all of us, next week. So anyway, glad you're with us. My neighbor had called me this week and asked about Sid, and I told him Sid was doing great. He's like a Timex watch. (laughs) Takes a licking and just keeps on ticking, and uh, he was scheduled to preach to us today and share with us a a message, Um, so hold that in reserve, and then he... he, uh, Hurt his back, was unable to do so. So my apologies to my neighbor. I'm filling in for Sid. And uh, you'll just have to wait. Well, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we're so thankful for this season that we're in. A season where your name, the name of Jesus, uh, permeates the earth. 
every country, every nation, every Target ad, just the name of Christmas is promoted. And we're thankful for that, Lord. We're thankful for that. And we bless your name here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, it is Christmas season. I was listening to the radio this week, and the song Silent Night came on. And I was singing along with Silent Night. Silent Night is probably my favorite song, uh, my favorite Christmas carol. Uh, the next favorite is Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. But I'm not going to speak on that one. I'm going to speak on Silent Night. As I was singing the song and then later thinking about it, I began to think on the silent, the silence that took place that night. And I began to just meditate on the, that word and the characteristics of silence, the characteristics of what it yeah. means to be silent. There's a lot of different silences. There's the silence during a heavy snowfall. Have you ever been out on a nice, slow, big, fluffy snowfall? It's just silent. There's just a different quiet to it. it and, and, and there's something about it. You just go, oh, man, that is great. That just soothes something deep inside to have that, to experience that. Uh, there's silences that mothers can only know, mothers of small children that yeah. during the day say, if I only had a moment of silence, you know. Uh, so there's a silence that's sought after, there's a silence that's experienced, there's a silence that comes from all different aspects. I remember a few years back, a number of years back, uh, my wife and I and kids loaded up our Volkswagen bus and off we drove across Canada got to the East Coast, and we were on the East Coast, and we got into this small little uh, port, a little town that was a, ship, uh, a fishing village. I'm not going to name it, but by day, just a neat little town. And uh, one of the things that they were really famous for was uh, obviously lobster, and we decided that night we're going to go in and find a nice restaurant and I'll have lobster. So we went into that town that night and uh, it was a completely different village at night. Completely different. By day, just this peaceful little burg and people activity, and, but by night, something strange had taken place. This town had been taken over by a spirit that ruled that town. And we were looked at walking through that town. I remember walking through the town. The people were dressed in, uh, I'm not going to go into great detail, but boas and rolled up. It, it, as flannel seemed to be the thing for 
and uh, it was just strange. And I was walking along, there was just this silence. And we were looked at, I remember specifically being looked at a couple of times as like, how dare you bring your family into this? This is our town. It really shook me up. And for a long time I struggled, what is that? What was that silence? Finally, uh, it was revealed to me that the silence was, I am not welcomed in that place. I am not welcomed, my presence is not welcomed in that place. So for years now I've prayed over that place. I don't know what it's like now, but uh, I'm sure God, although not welcomed, never abandons. Although not desired, never gives up. So, so I was thinking on the characteristics of silence. Silence can be powerful. I think of that song, Silent Night, Holy Night. All is calm, all is bright. Shepherds quake at the sight. Now let's get an idea of shepherds. Shepherds are not a timid folk. They're not hobbits. I mean, they're out there standing guard against invasions of both predator and people that would steal whatever it might be, robbers. They're not a timid folk. And here it says, this great silence took over, set such an atmosphere, and then an angelic host made a pronouncement and began to sing Alleluia, Alleluia. Christ the Savior is born, and they begin to quake. It says, glory streams. I love that particular part of the songs. Glory streams began to flow. I don't know if it was northern lights to such a degree, you know, but I think of that lyric when I see northern lights. And it was so effective, they began to quake, it says. Christ the Savior is born. Out of that silence, they were shaken, along with the entire universe being shaken by an announcement. Christ the Savior is born. Good things can come from silence. I know a fella that understands the power of silence. He's a, already a, a larger individual, not intimidatingly large, but large enough. And he has a way of using silence in his life. I was talking to him one time, and he was telling me how that works for him. Um, silence can be used, and we'll look scripturally down the road about this, but can be used to bring about a change. Uh, For example, if something's not right with 
Um, for example, if he's at a hotel and he gets a room and something's not right with that room, he never calls the front desk. He goes down. He goes to the individual. He looks at them and says, my room smells like smoke. Or the television's broken in my room. And he says 90% of the time he gets an upgrade. Doesn't need to make its case. Silence has a power. A lot of you women seem to understand the power of a silent treatment. Now I'll quickly move away from that statement. But it's important that we look at what the Bible says about this subject. I found it interesting the Hebrew connection of silence has a sound. That made me think of the song I like, Sound of Silence. In Psalm chapter 37, verse 7, it says this, Be silent in the Lord's presence and wait patiently for him. Don't be angry because of the one whose ways prosper or the one who implements evil schemes. I find that that's an interesting connection, you know, to stand in the presence of the Lord and still your soul and quiet your soul and, and be silent before him because he's saying, he's saying this in that, um, don't be angry because of the one whose way prospers or the one who implements evil schemes. He's saying, don't enter yourself into a realm that's not yours, but mine. See, there is a realm of God that is not ours. What is ours is him. It's, he's ours. And he controls certain things, and certain things stay in his hand, in his grasp, in his grip. And he's saying, don't worry about those things. I got those. You just come to me and be in my presence. Be silent and be still in the Lord's presence and wait patiently for him. In Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 7, it says, Stand in silence in the presence of the sovereign Lord, for the awesome day of the Lord's judgment is near. Again, that's the realm of the Lord. Well, that one says it differently, but... Um, I'm reading from my handwritten translation. <laughs> Stand in silence in the presence of the sovereign Lord. And in Psalm 62, verse 5 and 6, For God alone my soul waits in silence, for my hope is in him. You know, this is a season of great hope. Hope and joy and peace those are a lot of the message of Christmas. 
It's a time in the world where people need hope. You can't give it to them unless you've got it. It's hard to give something to somebody that you don't have. My hope is in him. Therefore, let's change this around a little bit. My hope is in him. Therefore, in God alone, I can wait in silence. Do you know how hard it can be to get your soul to wait in silence? It's a difficult task. I was thinking of that walking my dog. My dog has a 16-foot leash, retractable. I give him that much room, and in 16 feet, he can never find a place that he doesn't want to be, doesn't not want to be. He's got to be somewhere else, somewhere else, somewhere else, somewhere else. I'm like, you got 16 feet, buddy. Can't you find one thing in there? It reminded me of my soul. There's a great amount of teaching that was put out a number of years ago by the apostle Jim Durkin on training the soul. You know, how to take care of your soul, how to get your soul to come into line. You see, we were actually made uh, and designed, you were designed in the image of God. And the image of God is the threefold nature of God, the triunity of God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all one. In us, in you, you are body, soul, and spirit. Your spirit has no trouble in being silent and surrendered to God. But your soul is a mess. Your soul is a dog on the end of a 16-foot leash. It just wants 17 feet. So I find the book of Psalms is so full of speaking, uh, of speaking to your soul. Did I say that right? Yeah, it's so full of speaking to your soul. David was continually, soul, stop what you're doing. Trust in the Lord. Stay quiet before him. Be still before him. Soul, bless the Lord now. Stop being quiet. Use your energy in the right direction, soul. I have to continually redirect that dog's attention. Just like I have to continually redirect my soul's attention. I have to continue to train that dog. Oh, he knows what I taught him. He's just not going to do it. Without forming it into a trained habit. So it is with our souls. 
in Genesis 2-7, go back to the body, soul, and spirit. The Lord God formed man in the dust of the dust of the earth. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and men became a living soul. You want to have a soul that's truly alive? It's got to be touched by the breath of God. It's got to be surrendered to the spirit man in you. God wants a people that are spirit people, not soulish, not soulish Christians. The world is full of soulish people. What the world needs, people filled, understood, matured, and able to walk in the spirit. Sometimes that requires taking your soul, sitting it down, and saying, sit there. And still yourself. And out of silence will come a sound. Now, I told you that the Hebrew word silence has a sound to it comes out of the word, if I, if I correctly remember this, it comes out of the word rafa. And it also, the sound that's connected with it, and this would take another amount of time that, that I don't have this morning. The sound is blood. I had to think on that one a while when I read it. Like, what is the sound of blood? What does it mean, the sound of blood? There was a great silence that covered the earth, and then out of that came a heavenly host. But in that silence, it not only said a savior is born, meaning a babe, but it meant blood will be shed, blood will come that will provide for the whole earth the forgiveness of sins for mankind. I find Hebrew so interesting. I wish my soul had the patience to really study it out. It doesn't. Psalm 46, verse 10 says this, Be still. Be quiet, still yourself, and know that I am God. You see, let's go back to that idea. God has a realm of authority that he reserves for himself. And he's not asking you to enter into that. I've seen people enter into spiritual warfare. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to address that. And you're like, I really want to caution you, brother. My wife and I were in Colorado. We were praying about something that God was possibly calling us into, which we found out he was calling us into. And while there, we, we decided to march around this property. You know, we got real spiritually minded and we were praying, but we decided let's walk the property perimeter seven times. That seemed like a scriptural number, you know. Came to that conclusion, and we're walking around it. In that amount of time, 
of course it's 8,500 feet, Colorado. In that amount of time, we had sunshine, we had hot weather, we had rain, we had thunder, and we had hail. And we walked fast. Also at that point in time, there was these lovely mountains right here, real close mountain range, not a distant mountain range, but real close, cute little town of, of Green Mountain Falls. And I saw in the spirit up on the one mountain this uh, spiritual entity, a, a demon, that had the authority over that area. And I remember saying to God, uh, do you see that? And immediately felt foolish. God spoke to me, he said, I see that. I made him. I love him. I was blown away by that statement. You see, God can't help himself. He is love. I made him. I love him. And I remember I was blown away by that. And he said, I don't want you to pay any attention to that spiritual presence while, while you're here. You focus on me. And I shared that with the brethren there, a few of us. And this one brother said, oh, yeah, you can't do that. You didn't hear from God. I'm going to take that thing on. Wow. It messed him over. He was not prepared to take on that battle. It was a realm reserved for God and not for him or me. Our realm was to stand, be still, and watch God work. That doesn't mean be inactive. Uh, you know, Ecclesiastes says there's a time to be quiet, and then there's a time to speak. I think as Christians, we need to be able to discern those times. We need to be able to speak in the face of evil. We need to be able to stand up and say, this is what's right, this is what's wrong, this is the way, go in it. Judgment is coming. There is a way out of being judged. Harshly, there's a way of being judged with mercy and great compassion and great love. And I think that it's up to us to not always be silent. That's a different topic altogether. I got down that rabbit hole somehow. <clears throat> I was talking about the word silent having a sound. The book of Job says, in the book of Job, he's listening and he's saying, it was silent. And then a man spoke, meaning an angel. It was silent. And I heard the word of God. See, this is not a book of information, by the way. This is a book of revelation. You can get information out of this book, 
But mostly, you can get revelation into the depths and secrets and mysteries of God. In silence, in quietness, you can receive great revelation from this book. You can receive directly hearing the voice of the Lord speaking to you. And when you're with other brothers and wise men and wise women, when you stay silent, often you can learn something. And if you feel like you're foolish, the Bible says, and you open your mouth, you can remove all doubt. During this season, and you think of that song, Silent Night, Holy Night, just allow your soul to go to that place of, I want to stand still and silent before my Savior, before my God, and see what he has to say to me. I want to know what he has to say to me. I've had God speak to me a couple of times where, you know, undeniably, it was him. Was it audible? I don't know. It was so impactful that it could have been, might not have been. And never once after that happened did I feel less of a person, did I feel condemned, did I feel put down, but always encouraged and emboldened and strengthened and just refreshed, you know? One of those times I was down here praying. I'd begun to make a practice of coming down and praying the Lord's Prayer. We'd gone through a series called Could You Not Tarry One Hour? And that's give one, tarry, or one hour of prayer to the Lord a day. And I remember when I began that series, 10 minutes seemed like an hour. 20 minutes seemed like my week was gone. But before too long, an hour was not enough. And I had a practice. I would come in here. First thing I'd do is make it to the coffee pot, put on a pot of coffee, get that thing going, come down here just all by myself with the Lord, and I began to pray. And I remember this one morning in particular. God, if there's anything that's causing me not to hear you, Speak to me. Tell me what it is. And before he could answer me, I went, coffee's done. (laughs) The leash on my soul. Because at 16 feet, I was going 17. (laughs) Coffee's done. And I get up and I start walking from here back to that coffee room. And I hear the voice of the Lord and say, he said to me, that's one. And the most amazing thing came out of that. I had tried to drink, uh, stop drinking coffee before, you know, and I'd get all self-righteous about it. Yeah, I quit coffee. You're still drinking it? Poor weak person. Look at me. I can overcome anything. It didn't come like that at all. It came because of this moment 
of silence and then hearing the Lord's voice, I went, okay. Take, take that desire away. And I mean, I was addicted. I was in the coffee business. I sold coffee all over Anchorage, even in the alleys. You want to buy some coffee? I said, you take the desire. And for one year, I never had a cup of coffee and I never told anybody. I gave up coffee. You should too. It was so freeing. Silence can be so freeing. Silence can bring with it the voice of God. Silent night, holy night. All is calm, all is bright. I wonder if we could sing that song. Could we sing that song? I've asked Liz to prepare to come up and play it. Well, let's, let's, let's wait till we have a, a keyboard to help keep me in key. When I sing without, when I, when I sing without accompaniment, you want silence. Let's all stand. Maybe you have something in your life that you're facing this season, Christmas season, a lot of pressure. Maybe some of you men have not gone out and got your shopping done. And I hate to tell you this, but uh, 7-Eleven's open till midnight, New Year, uh, Christmas Eve. There's always an option. But uh, there's other things that come with that sometimes experiences growing up you didn't have a good Christmas Um, there's a song I like and they say um, you don't know the joy of a welfare Christmas and I thought the person writing that song and singing that song understood what it meant not to have a materialistic Christmas Christmas is not about the materialistic, but for kids, it really makes a statement. And some people didn't have a good season, so it can be a tough season for many people. I was uh, on the way home last night. Keep playing. I got the mic. I was on the way home last night, and I came across this, this place I'd kind of been watching called Black Sheep Ministries. Well, I didn't know what that was. I saw the black sheep first. It's next to the, uh, for those of you that frequent the Palmer Four Corners Bar, it's right next door. Um, And uh, I thought it was, there used to be a black sheep Christian bookstore in Wasilla. And I thought, well, you know, they've moved down there, but now it's in coffee shop. So I pull in it had the open sign up. It's about nine at night. I thought, I'll go in and see what they've got. And all these people milling around. Just down and out people. And I, I go, uh, is, this, is this a gift shop bookstore? And they go, well, we have books. And I go, can I go in and take a look? I don't know. 
And I thought, well, you know, maybe they just opened today and not ready for business. But I went in, I went in, and there's one person there that's just totally out of his mind. And a couple people gathered around him. And then there's a few people out front out here, one with a little pit bull. And they said, there's our books. And there's a bunch of old tattered Bibles and a few pamphlets and some other things. And I go, is, is this a bookstore? And they said, no, this is a shelter for the black sheep. Amen. I was impacted. As soon as I got home, I immediately texted the director, said, I, I got to meet you. These kind of ministries are hard. They're difficult ministries. I want to know more about it. I want to see how I might help out. But there were people there who aren't looking forward to a good Christmas, a family Christmas. They're looking forward to possibly maybe the greatest Christmas they'll ever have, a moment where they'll receive Christ and be delivered from their addictions. There were clothes on the floor. There were different uh, sleeping just in different quarters of the floor for people to sleep. But it's a refuge for people. And I thought of silent night. It's a holy night. God can move in those lives. Just as God can move in your life. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.